Welcome to track number six of Who is He that Overcomes the World? Trusting you keeps me in your perfect. 
I want to use this opportunity to share with you a vision. That was a very short vision. A man of God called Lester Samral. Have you heard of him before? Alright. Well, he was a famous man of God. He died some time ago. He came to Ghana with Benny Hinn when Benny Hinn came to Ghana the first time. But he's dead now. But he was dying of... Um, Tuberculosis. When the doctor came and told him, your, your son will be dead in two hours. He's going to die tonight. And this young boy, 
he was in bed. You get it? He was 17 years old. You see, and that's what I want to share with you, you know. Um, as he lay there, the doctor left the house and said, you have to, your son will be dead in two hours. He was so thin and just about to die. Breathing, whatever. And he blinked his eyes and there he saw a coffin. He saw a coffin suspended in mid-air. Open and leaning towards him like this. Coming to take him. And he knew. He said that the inside walls were lined with a white silky material prepared for a body just his size. So he knew the coffin was for him. 17 years old, the doctor has told you you are going to be dead in two hours. So when he saw the coffin, he was so frightened, he turned his head this way. When he turned his head this way, you know what he saw? He saw the biggest Bible that he had ever seen before. He said it stretched from the ceiling to the ceiling to the floor. Huge. Big letters. And then he said, in amazement, he heard God speak. And God said, tonight, you choose that coffin or that book. (laughs) You choose the coffin or the book. I want you to preach my word or tonight you will die. And he had never, never thought of being a preacher. (laughs) But there was no way he wanted to die. And he took God at his word. And he said, oh God, if the only way in this world for me to live is to preach, then I'll preach. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's how he was called to the ministry. Lester Samuel. Yeah. You see, and many of us don't know that. Actually, that is the only choice you, some of you have. Some of us have. Is the coffin or the Bible. Enter the box or hold the book. Yeah. The call of God is very serious. call of God is very serious. So when you are a wife who hinders your husband from preaching the word, through all kinds of machinations, insinuations, and manipulations. You are very, you don't know that you are hurting your own self. Always be grateful to wives who have allowed their husbands to be ministers. Always be grateful. Example, my wife. Yes. Amen. That allowed me to be a pastor. Amen. Because I know so many pastors, even our missionaries, some of them have dropped from category C to D because of the marriage. D is, it doesn't work. 
at all. Yeah. So, are you, are you listening to me? Are you, are you still around? He saw the coffin and then he saw the Bible. He said, today you will choose either the coffin or the Bible. Today God is asking some of you, choose between the coffin or the Bible. And whether you like it or not, for some of us, it's only by choosing to preach that you, choosing to be a minister that you will avoid the coffin. Yeah, that's what Paul said. What to me if I preach not the gospel? Prophet Kakra, many years ago when he finished school in tech, he said, look, I, feel I have to be, I have to preach. I never, I never told him to, he should be, I told him, I encouraged him to start the church and all that, which he did. But I never said, oh, you have to, this one, if he could sense. You see, when God has called you, eh, you, you realize that, look, if you joke with it, you are killing people. Supposing I said, I won't preach. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 I wouldn't even know you. And you wouldn't even know me. Yeah. So, and there are a lot of people like me who didn't decided not to preach. So, the vision I've had is not really real. It's like I was imagining. I was, I was sort of daydreaming. I was sort of daydreaming. I was sort of dreaming. It wasn't real. So, Lester Samuel had this fantastic vision. But he had two visions. That he told to people all over the world till he died. And those two visions affected him. You know, which was even more dramatic than the first one. And he told people all over the world till he died about this. He did so many, many things that you wouldn't know. He says, his eyes were open. Alright? He said one day he was in a schoolhouse in a rural part of Tennessee. As the service began, joyful praises were rising to the Lord in harmony. Suddenly, the scene in front of Lester Samuel changed dramatically. He was no longer sitting in the schoolroom or aware of anything or anyone around him. With his eyes wide open, Lester Samuel saw a great highway filled with all the people of the world. That's why when I, as soon as I read that Satan had deceived the whole world, I remembered this vision. So I was, just, I was just searching for it to read it to you. Every nation was represented. He saw them dressed in the colorful native costumes of their individual countries. Walking in one stream. I'm sure Ghanaians were wearing our kente. We were all moving. Walking in one stream of humanity. Japanese, Chinese, Africans, Europeans, Americans, and others all walking quickly along the road together. And Lester realized that he was seeing the highway of life. In the vision, he rose with the Holy Spirit above the crowded highway. He went above the highway and traveled to the end of the highway. What he saw next was fearful and life-changing. Before him was a raging, bottomless inferno that looked like a blazing volcano. And the vast procession of people marched to the edge and fell screaming into the eternal flames. And as they neared the pit and saw their fate, they struggled in vain, trying to push back 
against the unrelenting march of those behind them. And the great surging river of humanity swept over into the abyss. Lester saw the screaming masses tearing their faces and clawing the air as they tried to save themselves from their fate. He saw the world descending into hell. God's words came clearly into Lester's mind and shocked him. This was what God told him when he saw the vision. This is, this is the, listen, listen to this one. He said, you are responsible for those who are lost. The Lord said to him. And he said, me Lord, I don't know these people. I don't know, I don't know them. I'm not to blame. He answered hastily. The Lord's response to Lester was quick and sure. Once again, it was a scripture verse. He said, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest them not warning. Nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at his hand. At your hand. Protesting his innocence to the Lord. Lester looked down to see an image of blood running through his fingers in a continual flow. God was serious. There were millions lost for eternity through the world. And Lester Samuel's call from the Lord was to go and tell them the amazing truth of God's word. As suddenly as it began, the vision ended. And Lester was sitting all alone in the old dark schoolhouse. How long had he been there watching humanity plunge into the flames of hell? Everyone had quietly left him to the the meeting. Everyone had gone. They had taken the lanterns and everyone had left. He was there sitting alone. He said, I ask for forgiveness for not loving the lost. And the least of this world. And he declared and pleaded to God to forgive him for not loving those around him who were lost and dying. This is a vision. You see, most people have few visions. You may say, I was just a little boy when I had this vision. But it is that vision which guided him all through his life. For he saw the people there, like this, marching. And then God took him above, you see, all the people were here, to, to the end of the staircase and showed him where... They were all rushing and they all fall down into it. All went to fire. Ah, screaming one after all. Thousands. This was happening. And he said, you are to blame. You are to blame. There is only one important thing to do in this world. Is to live and work to save the lost whom Christ Jesus came to die for. Oh yes. I can't give you any better job than this job. Hallelujah. Is it a fantastic vision? It's an amazing vision. And it, as soon as I said, the whole he has deceived, he said, and that great dragon which deceived the whole world. Deceived who? The whole world deceived by the dragon. Satan is wicked though. Adam and Eve, they cried. They came out of the garden. You should have heard them crying. But Adam and Eve cried for having come out of the garden, which was their first home. And indeed, when Adam looked at his flesh, he saw that it was altered and he cried bitterly. He and Eve cried over what they had done. They walked and went gently to the cave of treasures. And as they came to it, Adam cried over himself and said, Eve, look at this 
Okay, if that is to be our prison in this world and a place of punishment, what is it compared to the garden? What is this its narrowness compared to the space that we have? What is this rock compared to those groves? What is the gloom of this cavern compared with the light of the garden? What is this overhanging ledge of rock that shatters us compared with the mercy of the Lord that overshadowed us? What is the soil of this cave compared to the garden land? Does this earth scattered with stones compared to the garden planted with delicious fruit trees? Adam said to him, look at your eyes and my eyes, which before beheld angels, praising in heaven without ceasing. Now we don't see as we did. Our eyes have become afraid. They can't see like they used to see before. Adam said to him, what is our body today compared to what it was in former days when we were in the garden? After this, Adam did not want to enter into the cave under the overhanging rock. He never wanted to enter it again. He bowed to God, commands. Hey! Well, it's not easy to be deceived though. Satan brought them out. I tell you, he deceived them and brought them out. Come out. It's somewhere. How many realize that it's really somewhere? We used to see angels. Oh, this is like now. They tell you, you can't see anything. Oh, no, 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 no. It's too bad. Satan is with. That's why I say, look. When I tell you, take it from me. No matter your education, take it. I, I thank God I've also been to school. There is nothing better or higher than to give yourself eh, for this eternal gospel to let people know God and to bring as many people as depend on, on, on your life to know Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. I'm telling you. The wisdom of this world, yes. Get this, get that, do this. I'm 50 whatever years old now. I've seen people. Years have gone by. What do they have? Where have they? Have they got it? How many of my own pastors have more than 1,500 pastors can even take $1,000 to give to me and say, Bishop, take it for a crusade? Do I have? After all that they have been searching for, how many are blessed enough to take just a thousand and say, take it? After years of following, following, following. Wow. Hmm. Oh. Then Adam and Eve entered the cave and they stood praying in their own tongue. And they prayed. And as they prayed, Adam raised his eyes and saw the rock that covered him over his This prevented him from seeing heaven or God's creature. So he cried and beat his chest out until he dropped and was as dead. And Eve started crying, for she believed he was dead. And she got up and spread her hands toward God, appealing to him for mercy and pity. Oh God, forgive me my sin, the sin which I committed. And don't remember it against me, for I alone caused your servant to fall from the garden into this condemned land. From light into this darkness, from the house of joy into this prison. You are now confessing these things. Huh? <laughs> ah. You see, that's why I'm teaching you that when you are the head of the house, be sure that you are the head. Don't follow these crying and things. Look at what you are now praying. Look at what you are now praying. Oh God, look at this, your servant falling in this manner. Bring him back to life that he may cry and repent of his transgressions which he committed 
through because of me. Don't take away his soul at this time, but let him live that he may stand after the measure of repentance. But if you don't bring him to life, then oh God, take away my own soul so that I'll be like him and leave me not in this dungeon alone. For I could not stand alone in this world without him. Hey, Mobopa. <laughs> For you, God, you caused him to fall asleep and took a bone from his side and placed the flesh in, in his place by your divine power. And you took me the bone and made me a woman, bright like him, with heart, reason, speech, flesh to his own. You made me after the likeness of his look by your mercy and power. Oh Lord, I and he are one. You, O oh God, are creator. You and he made us in both as in one day. Therefore, O oh God, give him life that he may be with me, this stranger, and while we live. Indeed, due to our transgression. But if you don't give him life, then take me even like him, that we may both die on the same day. And Eve cried bitterly and fell on our father Adam because of her great sorrow. Now God looked at them, for they had killed themselves through great grief. And he decided to raise them and comfort them. And he sent his word that they should stand and be raised immediately. And the Lord said to Adam, You transgress out of your own free will. Of your own free will have you transgressed through your desire for divinity and greatness. And an exalted state, such as I have. Therefore, I deprived you of the bright nature which you had then. And I made you come out of the garden to this land, rough and full of trouble. If only you had not transgressed my commandment and had kept my law and had not eaten the fruit of the tree, I told you not to come here. And there were fruit trees in the garden better than that one. But the wicked Satan did not keep his faith and had no good intent towards me. And although I created him, he considered me to be useless. And he sought the Godhead for himself. For this I held him out of heaven that he should not remain in his first estate. It was he who made the tree appear pleasant to your eyes until you ate of it, believing his words. Thus have you transgressed my commandment, therefore I brought on you all these sorrows. For I am God the Creator. When I created my creatures, I did not intend to destroy them. But after they had greatly roused my anger, I punished them. is getting more difficult. <laughs> it's serious, oh. God help us, oh. You see, Satan is deceiving the world and the church also wants to believe the deceptions. Even the church, you see, we are worldly. The world is affecting us. Affecting our flow. Wow. Okay. We must end so that we can have lunch. Has lunch arrived? No. It has arrived. Oh, good. Good news for modern man. How many are hungry? Oh, nobody's hungry. Oh, good. I thought you were hungry. When I asked you, you said, oh, no. Just... Hey. How many points do you have? Number 12. The people of the world are influenced by the spirit of the world. There's another spirit called the spirit of the world. Apart from the God of this world and the prince of the power of the air, there's another spirit called the spirit of this world. Or spirit of the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. The people of the world are influenced by the spirit of the world and the people of God are influenced by the spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. Before lunch. These are the verses that are coming before lunch. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, 
that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. So the spirit of the world is completely different from the spirit of God. It's like the opposite. So when a person is anointed, you either become anointed or spiritual, or you become worldly. Wow. Is it amazing? Fantastic. So do you have the spirit of the world on you, brother? Prince of the power of the air? God of this world? When you go and marry an unbeliever, since his father is the devil, your father-in-law is the devil. And can you sack your father-in-law from the house? When your father-in-law comes, what do you say? Have a seat. So you say, Satan, please sit down. Satan, can I give you, offer you some water? Satan, would you like to eat some rice? And the last point, number 13. The people of this world consider the things which save people to be foolish. The very thing that saves people, the, the worldly people, the world thinks that it is foolishness. What does the Bible say? God has chosen foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So God, the people of this world, consider certain things foolish. Okay? It is these very things that God has chosen to save people. That's the point. The point has two sentences. The people of this world consider certain things as foolishness. Those are the things that God has decided to use to save the world. Hey, the world is hot, oh. It's like the world has to accept something that they see as foolish to help them. Yes. What is in the world? What are the three things in the world? Wild what? Wild place. Wild people. Wild systems. Yeah. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter... Well, it says chapter 27. 1 Corinthians, I think it's one twenty-seven. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world, things which are despised. God has chosen. And things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are. Wow! Wow! God has chosen weak things. Things which are despised. God has chosen them. Huh? Confuse the world. Wow. Prayer. Prayer. God has chosen it. Preaching. Look at me. I went to a worldly university called University of Ghana. Yeah. A worldly university that does worldly topics. 
They should have given me a degree. They should have given me a, a, a PhD or a, D, a DPhil by now. I applied, for, I applied for it because I qualify. I'm supposed, to have, I'm supposed to have been in the school 10 years after I qualified from the school. And I'm supposed to have written uh, a book. It's just a book. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm doing, it looks like foolishness. Yeah. That's why our school does not want accreditation. Our Bible school. We don't want accreditation from the world. From a worldly accreditation board or a worldly theological understanding. Yeah. Because to them, it's madness. But the fruit is there. The churches are there. The people are there. They don't, they don't, because God has chosen things that are despised to confound the great things of this world. Yeah. When Benny Hinn started in the ministry, he was advised, he wanted to go to Bible school. Somebody advised him, don't go to Bible school. Showed him, there's the guy who started the ministry with Billy Graham. And he went to a Bible school. When he finished the Bible school, he came and said, all these things are not true. Yeah. After going to Bible school, all the things that we believe are not true. Yeah. Wild guy like Billy Graham. He just turned off completely. Yeah. It's like, you are mad. You are a fool. We are not fools. That God has chosen, it looks foolish. It looks like nothing. Yeah. That's why it pains them when they see us around sometimes. It's like, ah, but these people, this guy, oh, this, what are they doing? God has chosen foolish things. And the things which are despised to save the world, to confuse them. So if you like, if you don't humble yourself and accept this foolish guy and these foolish things, you will never be saved. Yeah. So, you must, you must know that the world, the world is in trouble. And God is, God is calling you to save the world. The whole world lies in wickedness, sin, evil, darkness, with evil spirits in them. That is why the Bible is saying that, who is he that can overcome this group that are surrounding us? When you wake up, it's your parents, the house of your sisters, your cousins, their homosexuals around you. Hey! In school, your classroom. Your bank, where you work, everywhere, they are everywhere. Everybody is a liar, everybody is a thief. Yeah. Thank God for an opportunity to work in the house of the Lord. What a blessing. Are you glad that you are in the house of the Lord? Stand to your feet, I'm feeling hungry. Charlie, I have to be honest.